You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to The Express. It's Bilal Vakani, joined as always by Daniel Shahori. And we don't have a co-host because I don't know anyone who wants to preview NXT War Games. And it could be a disaster, Dan. Uh, I, I know NXT is potentially at the bottom of the wrestling you follow. Uh, what are your thoughts going into uh, this event, which is not really a pay-per-view, not really a takeover, but is on Sunday? I follow Impact less than 2.0. Uh, I hadn't watched, uh, just for context, I, haven't, I hadn't watched... 2.0 since like the third episode in and then this morning i watched last night's episode around seven in the morning and a lot of it's a blur but you know it was actually it was uh better than i thought it was going to be yeah i think i think the the dangerous part with that i think wwe knows that people like you are going to knowing war games is coming and and the the mystique around war games that people would tune into nxt before to get a flavor and they're putting their best foot forward which is to hide the part of the roster, which is green, which is about half the roster now because uh, 2.0 is more O than two, but let's start out with the <laughs> war games match. The, the men's one has got a few more names in it that you may or may not know. And it's taking the new generation, which inclu- includes Braun Breaker. For those who don't know, it's related to Scott Steiner, but they don't want to really acknowledge it on air. Tony D'Angelo, who's the Sopranos character ripoff is the best way I could describe him. Carmelo Hayes, who won the NXT breakout tournament and is, one of those people who has really been established as a face of this new brand, despite being firmly entrenched in the old brand, Grayson Waller, who kind of came up from 205 Live and was part of that breakout tournament. They are Team 2.0. They're taking on the NXT Originals. Um, they uh, didn't necessarily use that term so much on the website, but it is uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. They were never supposed to team again, but so much for one final beat. Uh, Pete Dunn, who really is more affiliated with NXT UK, but I guess that's still NXT, although they're still on 1.0, I guess. And LA Knight, who uh, you mentioned Impact, Dan, he just got here from Seriously, Impact he just got here. Yeah. a few months ago. Um, so it's almost as if he should be the <laughs> yeah. referee for this match as opposed to in it. And um, if I remember correctly, Braun Breaker did actually win the ladder match. I am remembering that correctly now that I'm last thinking night? about it. Yep, yeah, last night. Yeah. So the heels at least have the advantage thank god that's not the case later on but i look at this dan gargano's contract's coming up i believe p dunn's contract is coming up la knight doesn't belong on this team champa Uh -uh. is literally a placeholder for this title until braun breaker is ready so there's no way that team 2.0 loses here now what would be the point i mean this is this is what what this is building so so i'm confused so is la knight a heel or face he was, I, I, he is a heel and, but, but the problem became that as soon as they made the switch to 2.0, he went from the guy who was, you know, basically bullying Cameron Grimes. That was his yes. stick up until then. I remember that. But immediately day one, he lost to Braun Breaker, who was kind of a face becoming a heel. So he played the heel, I think in that match, because Braun Breaker was this embodiment of NXT 2.0, but then he's in this program with Grayson Waller. I think originally Grayson Waller was the face because the NXT universe actually likes Grayson Waller a lot. But I think for the purposes of this match, they've switched him and Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually think Waller will emerge as the face eventually and LA Knight will return to being the heel. But for now, he's a face is the answer temporarily. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like there was no reason to set any of this up other than having the, the newbies go over this. Yeah, honestly, Dan, I thought we were going to get Diamond Mine, uh, which would have been Roderick Strong 
the Creed brothers with arms wide open, of course, uh, along with Joe Gacy. And they were kind of positioning Gacy as a teammate of them against, you know, uh, Odyssey Jones, uh, Kushida. You have uh, basically Jack in time because you also have uh, Ikeman Jiro as well. And then you take your pick of who that fourth person could have been. Uh, it, it could have been Heartland and they could have put Gacy on the other side. And there you go. But it really looks like leading up to this, they totally abandoned that idea and they threw this together. Now, in fairness, if Dexter Loomis wasn't injured, I very much think he would be in the L.A. Knight spot. So I will cut them a little bit of slack because L.A. Knight does stand out like a sore thumb, but they've kept him relatively quiet here. I think the thing about this, Dan, is as much as there are new superstars like Breaker, like D'Angelo, like Hayes, like Waller, they are, with the exception of maybe D'Angelo, are very entrenched in the system. They're very polished wrestlers. We'll get to the women's match where that's not the case for about half of them. So I'm not really worried about this. I think this will be fun to watch. The dynamics are good. So as stupid as it is, I think this will deliver for the most part. And it's all downhill from here is what I'm trying to say. Ooh, okay. Speaking of going downhill, uh, let's talk about the women's war games match, which I'm generally just worried for the well-being of these women because it's Raquel Gonzalez. Io Shirai, and then it's Cora Jade, who is a skateboarder who doesn't know how to skateboard. Uh, we've got Kaylee Ray. We've got Toxic Attraction, which actually, Dan, uh, before I mentioned Dakota Kai, which I just, I just did, can you remember who's in Toxic Attraction? That is the quiz question. Mandy Rose. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Gigi Dolan, who many people will know as Priscilla Kelly, and JC Jane, who just sucks. Right. That, that's, that's, no. that's her game. Yeah. She just sucks. And she just imitates Mandy Rose. Um, but, but you have a real problem here. Jade is, is very green. Gigi Jolin, I, I don't know what it is. She should not be this green given all the experience she has, but maybe the stuff she's doing and the excessive character work and the ridiculous outfits are making her appear more green. JC Jane is incredibly green to the point where she got injured in the lead up to this match. And I believe, you know, part of jo- Zoe Stark's injury is related to that. Um, so there's a lot of problems here. And on paper, the face team should win. The face team even has the advantage, which is not a good thing for war games ever. Yet you have to give toxic attraction and to a lesser extent, a much lesser extent, Dakota Kai the win, because you would imagine Gonzalez will go up to the main roster, probably by the Royal Rumble. Io Shirai could go up anytime. Kaylee Ray should have already been on the main roster. Jade is uh, probably be a write-off. They've already fired her boyfriend. So who knows what her future is on this brand? Like the, You've given Toxic Attraction all of the gold. If they don't win here, they look like chumps. Right. And from a a very, very casual NXT 2.0 viewer at this point, from the from the the internet wrestling media, the toxic attraction are the ones that I hear most about, even more so than Braun Breaker. I'm hearing about this group. So I'm assuming that that this group is probably gonna win. Yeah, I I I, I, here's what I hope happens, Dan. I hope Kai starts the match because that's the only way this works. And maybe as cowardly heels, Mandy Rose advises her, t- and they're not going to do this. She advises her team, hey, Dakota Kai is crazy. Let's put her out there. She is. And, and But to be fair, Dakota Kai knows war games. She had that yeah. famous moment where she, you know, not only betrayed uh, Tegan Knox, but essentially killed her WWE career, it turns out. Um, so she's done this before. You put her out there. You know, I hope they let Io Shirai or Kaylee Ray start this match. Even Gonzalez, I'm a bit iffy about having Gonzalez work the majority of this match. The 
face team has the advantage. So whoever doesn't start it between Kaylee Ray and EO, put the other one in there. And then you put Mandy out there and then Gonzalez. And then, uh, and then I, if you're lucky, you save Cora Jade and you save JC Jane towards the end of this match. You cover up your, you know, you kind of hide this weaknesses, ex- exudiate the strengths or whatever those cliche is. Maybe if done correctly, and they're not going to do it correctly, this could work. I would like to see Io Shirai do the garbage can spot again on the trash that is toxic attraction. But man, am I worried about this match, Dan. In a way, I haven't been worried about a match in a very long time. Okay, well, the, your concern is actually my intrigue. So this is something, you know, I, I again, I watched it this morning and I was like, okay, I'll, you know what, uh, if, if I have absolutely nothing else better to do, on, I will watch this show on Sunday and I will keep a, a close eye on this match. And because um, uh, Shirai was uh, excellent in the, in the opening match and in the, in the latter match mm-hmm. from last night. So yeah, was, that was, that was, yeah, the it was good wrestling on this, on this show. Yeah, I, I just think those are, again, outside of uh, Io Shirai, I think those are the only three great wrestlers on this team of four on four. Um, and so that means the majority of them are not great wrestlers. Gonzalez, I would say Gonzalez is good in the way it's Kevin good. Nash was good. So that's <laughs> as generous as I could, because she is very much just, you know, Kevin Nash 2.0, um, which is not bad. But, you know, we're now talking about Kevin Nash 2.0. Very Do you think she has Ke- Kevin Nash's charisma? No, um, I think she is a Kevin Nash who never should have left Shawn Michaels. Kevin Nash is someone who needed to leave Shawn Michaels. And quite honestly, I think as much as people love Gonzalez and there is a lot of love, I, Dakota Kai will be the star of that team, probably in a yeah. way that Gonzalez will never be the star. Uh, like she's gotten the world, the NXT title run, and she probably will get a main roster title run. But I think Kai will far and away uh, be the bigger star, uh, you know, and time will tell. All right, we will move on to the Cruiserweight Championship match. And this might be the last time, Dan, we talk about a Cruiserweight Championship because Roderick Strong has accepted Joe Gacy's invitation. Uh, For those who don't know, Joe Gacy is approaching 250 pounds. And his gimmick is essentially that the Cruiserweight title is weight shaming, which is more like weight celebration. Uh, But anyways, uh, it, it doesn't really work. But the idea is he thinks the title is exclusionary. He yep. is all about inclusion. Now, the Gacy character is kind of a rib on culture today. He's a heel. Yep. <laughs> Roderick Strong and Diamond Man, they're my, Diamond Mine. I should know I'm buying their shirt. I bought it the other day for Boxing Day. They are heels. So you're not really rooting for anyone here, but I think the idea is Gacy wins here, Dan. The Cruiserweight title just becomes... I don't even know what it becomes another championship probably becomes the European title, but they'll think of some (laughs) name for it that I can't be bothered. You know, it'll become the inclusion championship. uh, And then you can shift an Odyssey Jones, who's an actual face into a triple threat or a one-on-one match with Gatesy. And then Roderick Strong can go to AW and join Adam Cole and Bobby fish in the near future. Right. So Joe Gacy is actually one character that I have kept up on. I really liked him since he came on the scene. I, I, I love this character and I think he's very funny. And so I am rooting for Joe Gacy and I'm rooting for Roderick Strong to get released and go to AEW. Yeah, I, I think that's. And to be fair, uh, Malkin Bivens has done an 
excellent, excellent job with Diamond Mine. Yep. Uh, I yep. think Ivy Nile is someone who, you know, we talk about Io Shirai. We talk about Raquel Gonzalez. You talk about Kaylee Ray. You talk about Dakota Kai. They will all be gone probably in the mid to near future. Like they are going to need women that who can be Royal Rumble surprises. Like, God, who are you going to have challenge Becky Lynch in the future? Who are you going to have challenge Charlotte in the future? It can't just be Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair forever. Like you are going to need new stars. And I'm not even sure they can reheat Asuka to the level that she can do that again. They might've burnt that bridge to be quite honest with you. And we could be talking about Asuka being released uh, in the near future. So there's an opportunity for her. The Creed brothers, you know, we'll talk about the tag team titles in a bit. I want to see those guys in the tag team title picture. I, I'm not super enthused with what they're doing so right now. So I think you're looking at that stable and it's ironic that Roderick Strong is the champion because you've got three future champions in that stable. And Roderick Strong is just a veteran. He could be replaced. You know, uh, the coach could start wrestling on that team because I'm not sure why you have a coach and a manager. Um, you know, yeah, we'll see. Anyways, so yeah, I'm with you. Gacy should win. Um, I, I hope they keep this short and it's maybe Hartland or Harland or whatever the hell his name is. He messes with Diamond Mine and they do some stuff. Maybe Ivy Nile, super Superman, Superwoman punches him. You know, they could do some cool stuff, but I hope they keep it simple. And another weird match, Duke Hudson, who is, if you haven't seen him, just imagine Hugh Jackman in the mm -hmm. X-Men. But for some reason, he's a poker player but he's a poker player who never really wins. Uh, and he's a lot taller and less attractive. That's basically Duke Hudson. And he's taking on Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, you should know, is just, you know, he's one money. He's this sort of AJ Styles, million dollar man cross between two characters. Because um, again, I, I, he should have been on the old school war games team. Yeah, I, I think there was potential for him to be part of a diamond mine. You know, he could have been the fourth man. Um, but they're, they're doing a hair versus hair match. And, you know, with Grimes, I'm always conflicted, Dan, because when he did the million dollar man thing, it was better when he lost and had to be the butler sure. and then got the title after anyways. And yeah, with hair, it's probably the same thing where it will be funny. Like, how funny would it be if Duke Hudson wins? He's like, I finally beat Grimes. I finally got him. All his hair is gone. And then, you know, the next week on NXT, he's just draped in women because Cameron Grimes only issue is that he's not getting the ladies and some ladies don't like the facial hair or the long hair. How funny would that be for Duke Hudson to be like, I got him. And then he just got him laid basically. Hmm. So I wasn't aware of this feud until this morning. Uh, and <laughs> right so, so, but when I, you know, and I'm, I, I've always liked Cameron Grimes. So it was good to mm -hmm. see him again. And I'm relatively unfamiliar with Duke Hudson, but I'm looking at Duke Hudson. I'm like, his hair is like, two centimeters long is it really <laughs> yeah. a big deal for him to lose his hair he's gonna grow I would assume back the beard would go with it right dan like it's gotta sure. be better. well then you should for cameron Graham, he should have it should the stipulation should have been all of his body hair should go as well hmm. right but he, like do cuts and like he'll grow that hair back in a week so i think i uh, just from from what i saw hmm. it, it, to me and because they did that silly uh Photoshop, Photoshop gimmick, yeah. but to me, it's like okay, Cameron Grimes is going to win this, but maybe I'm wrong because I really haven't been paying. I I don't know the upside of uh, Duke Hudson, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, the the NXT writing team is so devoid of ideas. They're better off having Cameron Grimes lose just for the fact that he will generate content for them that will get some clicks and attention. You're right with Duke. I, I 
oh no mate i lost my hair now i can't be in wolverine like i don't know mm. what he does um and the fact that they haven't touched on the fact that he has such a resemblance to huge jackman and they haven't done wolverine jokes is amazing to me but i'm sure it's coming anyways final match here and we have got one two three four five so despite the fact this isn't a takeover still very much using that takeover format um and we're gonna see kyle o'reilly cool kyle o'reilly if you will and von wagner who's Already on SmackDown, but anyway, SmackDown's own Von Wagner. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Uh, they're going to try to end Imperium's title reign before it begins, but mm-hmm. it already began. Um, this is an interesting one because I was very surprised, Dan, when part of NXT 2.0 was to have Imperium win the tag team titles because of all the things that existed in Triple H's emo NXT, is what I'm going to call it. MSK is tag team champions, these bright energetic young diverse one of the most diverse dudes they fit very well into this new nxt and imperium did not imperium was uh, you know a relic from nxt uk almost so i don't have a lot of faith you know i i think much like roderick strong kyle o'reilly's not going to stick around nope i think this is probably the last thing he really does yep maybe there's a kyle o'reilly von wagner program after they lose this match um for how long isn't he gone in december kyle o'reilly yeah they probably burn it off i don't think it makes it to a takeover that's probably just a tv match if there's even uh, anything if, on his contract yeah. after or maybe they give him a slight extension so I, I i can't see them winning but to be fair i feel like imperium will win this match and then ultimately you get the creed brothers or briggs and whatever jensen whoever the hell those cowboy guys are or MSK when they're done getting high with Rob Van Dam over five weeks or whatever they're doing. I feel like they're just placeholders. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner lose. Probably. O'Reilly's going to, and again, I, it's just from what I'm hearing, this is just what I'm hearing, but mm-hmm. that like the whatever pseudo push Von Wagner has been getting is sort of cooled. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know. Again, this yeah. is just what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, I get that sense because we saw him on SmackDown. And they didn't the introduce thought, him. Yeah, and the thought was, okay, there's a spot on the Survivor Series team. You could nope. throw this mm-hmm. guy on there. They didn't do that. Nope. And then they don't think they went back to him in the week that followed. So he kind nope. of was at SmackDown. It's not really on SmackDown. I, I would imagine they revisited after this. But um, yeah, I. Uh, it's also hard to have much energy in this. Cause as you saw, this was very much thrown together on NXT last night. Like, yes, the number one contenders match was set up the week before, but you know, from Imperium standpoint, they're just kind of hanging around, making eyes, a toxic attraction, you know, uh, there's, there's very little build. Like these two teams have spoken to each other once in the context of having to match up with each other. So we haven't got the Kyle O'Reilly one-on-one match with either member of Imperium. Uh, Walter's completely been like non-existent in this program. Um, you know, I, said- I'm hoping, look, there's two, right. And for two things for Walter's, either they, they really, really take the time to make him special mm-hmm. immediately take him to the, like there's, if there's one person in this whole company that within a year from now, I would accept beating Roman Reigns is Walter. So mm-hmm. it's either they do that or you let him go. But apparently he's moving to the states. Like the big problem with him before he he uh, he didn't was married go. and he didn't want to move to the states. But now he's divorced or he's getting divorced, so he's going to move to the states. 
So they either make him special and do something really big with him or they let him go. Yeah, I, I when you say that, Dan, my first thought is, oh, God, no. They're going to have Electra Lopez hitting on him when he shows up at NXT. That's probably what's going to happen. He's dating somebody in um, NXT, I and I forget who it is, but yeah. Also remember, Angel Garza proposed to his wife on NXT. What was his character on the main roster? The bachelor who rips his pants off. And, he, and yeah, and now he's <coughs> lost his last name, and we'll see what happens and to this young man. they seem to be butchering man. his first name in the process. Um, but Dan... Mm. The good thing about NXT is that's really it. Um, we could, you know, yeah. we, we, we mentioned uh, the situation with uh, Zion Quinn and Degato del Fantasma. I could see them hoeing on a Santos Escobar Zion Quinn match. I feel like they're eventually going to go in the direction that Zion Quinn defeats Santos and then Electra Lopez joins him and Degato del Fantasma continues or splinters further. And that's maybe an angle they're going to go in. So there's that as well. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that very mildly existing program. That? No. I'm completely out of the loop with that program. Yeah, I'm we're sorry getting about that. that. No, yeah. no, hey, it's yeah. NXT uh, 2.0 has in some ways been an unmitigated disaster. Um, but I think if you can make fun of the way a lot of these things work, um, you know, the fact that their vision for NXT 2.0 kind of the attitude era 2.0 in a lot of ways um and i i don't think vince and bruce have understood well enough that that stuff is not as much as the message boards may say oh we want women not wearing much clothes and we want uh swears it doesn't necessarily make a good wrestling show when the core tenants don't work uh, i mentioned Corey no. jade not being able to skateboard and that's her character like can you imagine dan if tony hawk or darby allen's a great example if instead of Darby Allen rolling right down to the ring, he rolled through that little rampway they have and then just picked up a skateboard. Guy skateboards about two feet. That'd be pointless, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? And it's not like Cora Jade uses it as a weapon, even because she's a face. So it, it's, it's very, very odd. And, and even Kaylee Ray, as great as Kaylee Ray is, the gimmick they gave her was basically, I don't know what they called them even now, Dan, but a panic room or a rec room or whatever those room rec room is not quite what I'm looking at here, but those rooms where you, um, you know, the destruction rooms, whatever they're called. I'm not cool enough to know the term safe rooms. I don't know. Where basically oh. the rooms where you go and you just smack stuff with a bat. Oh and yeah. 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 Like, a, like they, they those... made that her character, you I know, see, I see. and you've got Dakota Kai doing her worst Harley Quinn impersonation. Mm. It's uh, you know, Tony D'Angelo is just ripping off the Sopranos it's well right yeah it, it's not good is what I'm trying so to say. my takeaway from watching to uh the show this morning hmm. from last night was it, you know my honest opinion was everything that was in the ring was pretty good there were actually two good matches uh and then everything like, and the promos that were held in the ring i hmm. thought were good hmm. but everything backstage that was scripted was awful yeah no and going back to that imperium thing they were actually with Imperium, they were having them do non-English promos by themselves where they were actually captioned. And I think that worked significantly better than them just not talking in English, acknowledging that they had to talk in English and then being interrupted by Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner fresh off their match with a couple lame one-liners. Um, it was a sizable drop down. And yeah, there are teams on this roster you... Think of the grizzled young veterans who are phenomenal in the ring and great on the mic. And at this point, 
you know, over the last few weeks, they robbed an Uber Eats delivery person and they tricked their nan into thinking they were tag team champions by borrowing Toxic Attraction's tag team titles. Didn't they do something stupid on the show last night? They... I, I'm sure they did, but I can't even remember it now. So let me ask you this, mm. and, and you probably know my answer to this. Mm. If you had to choose between, you get to watch one show. So you get to watch either War Games mm. this Sunday, or or without a match even being uh, promoted yet, Winter is Coming in two weeks. Which would you decide to watch? Yeah, I'd have to give it to Winter is Coming because my first thought is, oh, well, they brought Sting back on that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, The Rock Wyndham is, not is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. No, I think, I, I guess maybe, and this is the most generous take and why not um, that I could give WWE is if they truly are now looking at this as a developmental brand that they're getting minimal in their view money or no money for on USA network. And it's just a toss away and they're going to develop uh Braun breaker along with Von Wagner, God help us. And maybe a Tony D'Angelo into future I like Raw SmackDown. Yeah, Raw SmackDown acts. And, and maybe they're not even main event acts. Maybe these are people who are going to fall in the mid card. But if they're looking at this as just part of their content where they're going to develop people, I guess on, on the woman's side, like who are you developing? Cora Jade or Gigi Dolene or Tiffany Stratton? Like, who are you developing as a future champion? So they've got a huge problem there. That they well, you got to look at Mandy Rose with fresh eyes and pretend that she had never been on the main roster. No, but she has. And I, right. I don't think sending her down is going to make her better. You are basically sending her down. I think it has. No? I, I, honestly, I think you've sent her down and you've dumbed her down in a more one-dimensional role. That's where hard. she was one dimensional before I know. But I think when you go back to her program with Sonia Deville and you go back to her relationship, I'm going to use that very liberally with Otis. I think mm. she was elevated by the people she was surrounded by. Um, but this is the opposite where she's having to elevate lesser people and she's not Sonia Deville. She's definitely not Otis. And I think it just kind of exposes that she will never be, somebody who you can put on a raw and SmackDown and take as a credible threat for a championship. Like this NXT run does not make her a threat to Charlotte does not make her a threat to Becky Lynch. I would quite honestly argue a Liv Morgan or a Tony storm are more credible threats um, in that they've been on the main roster and they've actually won matches and they actually have a connection with the universe and even the heat she's getting. It's it's, it's again, it's circumstantial based on the people in the situation she's in and her fitting a marketing role for this brand right now, which I, I don't know how long this is going to last, Dan. It could be a long time, could be a little time, but when it's done, I think it's done. I don't think there's a long life here for toxic attraction. Maybe. This, this is not a group that's going to get fired and show up in AEW. I'll tell you right now. No, no, no. But this, uh, you know, this but is a one-off. I, if, look, if just based on from what I saw and from what I'm hearing, if I had to predict in the next six months uh, who from NXT will get a relatively decent push on the main roster, it would be Braun Breaker and Toxic Attraction as a, as a unit. Uh, I, that, was, that would be my guess. I might be way off, but that's what, that's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of investment there, but I, 
I think they might feel that way right now, Dan, but I feel as they continue to put up stinkers, they continue to get people injured. They continue to not really like, they're not moving merchandise. Nobody's buying toxic attraction shirt aside from Wade Barrett. Like this is not an act that can draw. This is not an act that can sell. This is not an act that's good in the ring. This is not an act that's good on the mic. This is an act that basically fits a stereotype because they've diminished the women's division to stereotypes and they fit mm-hmm. a very basic stereotype. But as you know, any of these stereotype gimmicks, with the exception of Tony D'Angelo and probably eventually Tony D'Angelo, they run their course. And when they run their course, you know, unless the performer is a, a biggie or someone who is just s- such a high level of improvisational charm and athletic ability, they eventually get buried with the gimmick, right? Like it's only those people who have the physical or mental and or both abilities that rise above bad booking. And I do not think like Mandy Rose, we've seen enough on, like I would say Mandy Rose's main roster run. The best comparison I could give you is Dana Brooke and Dana Brooke works harder, is more athletic, is better spoken and is at least 24 seven champion, right? Like that is, it might not look, but you're forgetting a great comparable. The most important factor in all this is that toxic attraction is a Bruce and Vince of production. And that's, that's all they need. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to last on the main roster, but they're going to have a push and they'll see how that goes. Uh, Yeah, no. And I, I think even if they're sitting on NXT at this point uh, at the Royal rumble, it'd probably be fair to assume they'll show up at the rumble uh, and cause some trouble. And yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting there at the rumble and your final four is Bianca, Rhea Ripley, Sasha Banks, and God help us, Mandy Rose. But I, I, I would imagine Mandy Rose is the first person they throw out out of those four people. They're going to move these people up a lot quicker than you think. It's not going to be as it was. Like, the, like you see, like the one thing about 2.0 is there's so many characters that they keep introducing. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it's nonstop, right? They yeah. they keep and like a lot of them. I was like, what? Like when when I watched it, I was like, who's like so many people were were introduced, mm-hmm. and then so. Th- this is not the design of we're going to wait until they're ready. I think mm. they're going to push them up to the main roster really quickly. And you might, you're like, as, you're right. You might see them as, as soon as toxic attraction, as soon as the rumble. Mm. Yeah, no, I think you're going to have to make up the numbers. The raw woman's roster is about 10 right now, give or take the SmackDown woman's roster is similar. So you might, this NXT roster could account for a third of the Women's World Rumble. So mm-hmm. even as a cameo, you'll see a lot of them. Um, I think the other edge of that, Dan, the other end of that sword, if you will, is, you know, sort of some reports in terms of the strategy for WWE now. And it is a short, you know, window of like, let's see what you can do in six months. And yes, you could end up on the main roster or you could end up fired, right? Yes, right. And I think mm-hmm. it's it could go both ways. Like, I think Cora Jade is you know, skateboarding on very thin ice here. Like they've <laughs> essentially fired half of her character. They fired her on-screen boyfriend. She's, you know, existing in this war games program, but what is the play for Cora Jade after that? She's not going to the main roster. She might be a Royal Rumble cameo. She might be somebody who, you know, you can use to build up other people as a recognizable face. Um, but, you know, she's kind of like Evan Bourne with no athleticism. Like, Wow. She is someone who will exist there, who will lose a lot. And, you know, unless she learns to write that, ride that skateboard, even if she does, 
uh, I think the upside is like, I don't think there is an upside for her to be honest with you. Let me ask you, where is William Regal in this world right now? Where That's a he? great question. Uh, he is, I guess he's the GM, but he didn't even Does yell he? war games. Yeah. Right. Well, I've been right. I was looking for the, there's, you know, there's a great war games announcement compilation on YouTube where he's, where he's yelled at the, the, the previous three years about that. But, uh, so, but yeah, that, that he's been, I don't know where he is. Where, where is he? Is he, I know he's, he's, he hasn't been released. Yeah. I, I guess uh, part of it is they want that new talent to have those moments for promotional period, uh, promotional content. And I would imagine, I would just guess Regal maybe has a bigger role in NXT UK with his son being there. Um, mm. I don't know if he's just taken more of an interest with it. And it is probably symbolic of this brand that they are uh, not associating, not just William Regal, but Shawn Michaels. Obviously, Triple H is at a hard condition, so you don't even have a choice to Triple H. But Road Dog, um, like essentially all the relics of the old NXT have been wiped away, uh, with the exception of the commentary team, which, you know, you could divide and conquer. Like I would say post-WrestleMania, I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, if they just want a woman color commentator on Raw or SmackDown, they could absolutely call up Beth Phoenix. Of uh, course. She's Vic great. Joseph is a total throwaway. Um, he's fine. He's but fine. He's, I like not, him. There's nothing special about him. Uh, I think Smiths has proved that on Raw. If you have a capable broadcaster, you're fine. And Michael Cole, I don't imagine, is going anywhere. And to be fair, even Barrett. I like I, Barrett. I like Barrett, but I, I actually think they might just reposition him as a manager for one of these talents sure. on NXT. Because even though it's still Wade being associated with NXT, it's Wade in a different role. And, you know, it's a way to... They could do... Yeah, they yeah. could do more with it. They could I, even... He could even be a, a good GM character if they need yeah. that character. I, but, I, like, I, he's not as... Like, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily as good as... Corey Graves, and he's definitely not as good, in my opinion, as Pat McAfee, who Pat McAfee is one of my favorite things about SmackDown. Yeah, I I think the move it's it's interesting because that the open share is SmackDown, right? And you could see 2.0 going to a two commentary uh, person team. And remember, you still have Nigel McGuinness in this system as well. And Nigel, uh, assuming. He's he just part doing of 205 UK? Live. He's doing UK and 205 uh, Live. Okay. Which is not uh not really 205 Live. Obviously, I haven't NXT. seen NXT UK in, in forever. Yeah. And and 205 Live is very much just NXT Junior. It's very much uh yeah. solo Sokoa, um, some of the female wrestlers uh just, just getting their licks in, including Tiffany Stratton did have a match on 205 Live. Um so they have some options. So yeah, I, I think they're gonna put someone on that SmackDown team with McAfee and Cole, my gut actually would say, if you had to pick somebody, it would be Nigel McGuinness or Wade Barrett because they would want a UK broadcaster or you, somebody with a UK representation and you would need a heel to offset McAfee. Although maybe it would be a Beth Phoenix calming him down. I would love a uh, Beth McAfee and Cole. That'd be great. But then the, the other end of this, and this is just us having fun because there's not much to say about NXT uh, war games here with edge on raw. And especially with the Miz back with Maurice, if we had a magic wand, I would be so curious to hear Beth on Raw uh, and you switch out a Saxton or a Graves to SmackDown. Um, pro- probably Saxton, just by virtue of, you know, Graves would never want to leave Carmella or leave talking about Carmella. 
but if man, I, that would be fascinating. Uh, if if we don't just get Beth Phoenix in a mixed tag with Ed. No, I think you are getting that. I thought, yeah, I I thought that's, that's where, where you were going. Go. I thought that because she's she's uh, back in the gym and she's training for something. So yeah. I think uh, that's what you are going to get that. And Maurice is back for some reason. So yeah, that must be why I she's think... back. What else is there for Maurice, right? I don't think they're going to put her against Beth Phoenix or not Beth. I Phoenix, mean, she Becky. can do. She'll you know she's definitely going to be a part of the act with Miz long term. Aside from that, I mean, I don't know if she needs to be be just a regular roster member, but uh, she's definitely part of that act. And hmm. I, I, more likely than not, you're going to see that mixed tag. I could also see her taking the 24-7 title off Dana Brooke. I'm just saying. Sure. Why not? You know, that would be something. Um, and I could even see the Miz and her not, you know, winning it off each other in hilarious situations just because they're both <laughs> so greedy. Competitive. Yeah. And so starstruck. <laughs> yeah. But like, it would never be because, you know, we saw from the Gates, the Gacy thing on NXT, they're not quite ready for intergender wrestling. So maybe no. it's just a bunch of. That was oh, a good Maurice. tease, though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yes. Maurice took a nap. The Miz got the pin. Yeah. The Miz is taking a selfie lying down. He doesn't see that Maurice had yeah. pinned him while he's taking the selfie or he's on Instagram live. I don't know. I think there's some potential for that. Um, and it was very, very weird to see Dana Brooke in a 10 woman tag and no one tried to take that title. It made it somehow feel more worthless. Which is uh, oh, raw is another forty minute discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, Dan, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, I Likewise. guess the next one for us will be day one, the new WWE uh, pay per view. So we'll be starting the year off. I wouldn't say right, but we'll be starting it off with wrestling. Unless you want to do Winters is coming, but then otherwise, day one is good. Okay, let me think about that one. This has been the Express. That's Daniel Shahori. I'm Bilal Bakani. We'll catch you next time. Never sleeps network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.